Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Super Freak. I have my co-host, Neha Oberoi, with me today because Neha always asks me very good questions (laughs) in WhatsApp. And I get very inspired and I say, oh my gosh, Neha, we should do a podcast episode about that. So why don't you jump in and fill everybody in on how this podcast episode came about? Yeah, sure. So, so since I've been working, just a little bit of background, since I've been working with Tali, I feel like every time I have a session with her or we're in like a group session, the next day or a few days later, there's like things that come right up in my face about what we worked on. And Tally talks about this a lot as well. Like watch your surroundings, watch what happens after the sessions, because it's going to be in your face. But I've noticed it more and more lately. And so what we were talking about just a few days ago was last week, Tally and I had a one-to-one session. And in that session, she cleared within me some religious patterning around Durga in general, like as one of the, I guess, one of the gods, you can say, I guess, right? One of the patterns. And a few days later, I was with family. Sorry, I think it was specifically around sacrifice exchange. Yeah. And one of the people within the family was telling me how she had, uh, she wanted some good news. And in order to have this good news, she had to sacrifice something that she really enjoyed eating in order to receive this good news. And now the good news was coming through and is all because she sacrificed this thing that she was eating. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, Tally told me about this. We just did, we just talked about this like three days ago. And so I said to Tally, I was like, this happened and it was in my face and I didn't really know what to say. So I didn't say anything. I just sat there like really surprised that it happened. And then Tally was like, well, you could have said, you know, that why do you feel like you need to sacrifice something? My reply was that when I have said this sort of stuff in the past, it's sort of, I feel falls on like deaf ears, I guess you can say, in that there's like a long pause after I say what I need to say, and then the subject gets changed. So I always feel like what I say is sort of maybe ignored or they just don't understand. And then that led to another conversation, which... Tally, I guess. (laughs) Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, there's also that thing where they like, they physically can't hear you. And so as you, you know, awaken and become more aware and your frequency changes, you will interact with people who physically, they literally cannot hear you. So the idea of it falling on deaf ears is, uh, is actually a thing. So let me give you guys some context. So it's not about you. Yes, there's an aspect of you that isn't necessarily being heard or seen that will be accommodating some aspect of a program. And then there's also a whole other aspect where people who don't want to change 
who have a hard time with change, who are older in, in that generation, who are stuck in their ways, who don't want to look at stuff, they will be pretty much locked into a certain bandwidth or blockchain of frequency. So the time that they were born, when they logged into, into this reality, a certain bandwidth of available information was accessible to them. So if you are born within a certain time and you leave the body at a certain time, because every breath is pretty much accounted for, unless you awaken and change that, people who are locked into the trajectory of their timelines will have a very predictable, safe life. And their available information, meaning what's available to them at the level that they're at, they will pretty much always stay at like floor two of their big infinite penthouse. They'll just kind of stay at floor two and maybe floor, floor three, but they will only have access to information below that level. Let's say for a while, you could talk and see the same thing at floor two. But as you awaken, you sharpen your own perceptual tools. You start seeing the patterns. You become really acute in terms of your senses. Your frequency rises. You're just moving at a faster rate. You can just see shit faster. You're moving up in resonance. And literally, it's like speaking Swahili to somebody else. They literally can't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth because they can't resonate with the frequency behind what you're saying. So you know how like when you, I don't know if you've experienced this when you go to other countries, this has happened to me, where I do not speak the language, but I can understand what they're saying. You can understand the frequency behind what's being said. And then you start to pick up a little bit on these languages, or you just get a sense. Another sense kind of activates and you can get a feeling sense for what that person is about or what they're trying to tell you. Like, I don't really understand French, but I'm pretty sure they said, go down here and take a right. <laughs> like you just kind of know how to navigate. You get a sense for these things. That's what I'm talking about. There's absolutely a frequency behind everything that we talk about, everything we say, how we relate to one another. And we have very little senses that are turned on. We have a lot more senses available to us, but we have been dumbed down and evolved down over time. And now we're collectively evolving. That's why things feel so crazy right now. But it occurred to me, I was like, oh yeah, it actually could be that thing where they physically can't hear you. Like there's been aspects of my family who haven't been able to understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Like we literally are speaking different languages. And I have had to, now that I understand that, right, I'm at a different level of understanding, my expectation of the people around me has changed, right? So I don't have the same level of, and need set. My need set has changed. So the more you reconcile your inner kind of wounding and you see the patterns for what they are, you have, you soften into, oh, I see. So they are reacting to a very limited set of choices. They feel that they have, right? I can see why their life is the way that it is, but I'm not going to have my life be that way. That's the gift of seeing. So it's less about convincing other people around you to change. You can challenge a bit, but the attachment and having less attachment to whatever it is, whatever the response is, is where you absolutely like suffer less. The greatest cause of suffering is attachment. Greatest cause. So yeah, so there is literally like, as you become more aware, people will not be able to hear you. 
you can walk into a place and people can feel a resonance change without you speaking anything because it really is about magnetism for women and electricity for men. And then once you integrate those things internally, you communicate differently. More of your senses fire up. People can understand you differently and more and better. So as you change, your family will raise up too. That's the good thing. And that eventually, maybe they do hear you differently. They actually can hear you, but they have to be willing to make the change. But it was so interesting and kudos to you for actually recognizing like, holy moly, it's in my face. Like, Tally, that's a pattern. I can't believe this just happened. And I was like, yep. And it's been happening this whole time. Right? It's been in our face. We just, now we can hear it and now we can see it. That's the beauty. That's really the gift of awakening is perception. That's nuts. I I mean, I've never heard that before that people just can't like physically hear you. Like there's no sound. Is that what you're saying? Like there's no sound. It's just, it's just quiet. That's it. Well, they hear you. They understand that you're talking to them, but they can't, it just bounces right off of them. It doesn't land. <laughs> there's no landing space for them. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they physically can't receive it. There's no receptivity capacity. That's that limited bandwidth of frequency. So let's say at the time you were born, you logged into a very different reality than the person you're talking to, a grandparent logged into. A very different consciousness was available to her when she logged in. A totally different consciousness bandwidth is available to you because you, right, there was more evolution. So the babies that are coming in now have a very different probability set, a different consciousness is available to them because of our evolution. And we're supposed to be evolving at a very different rate than we are, but we are collectively going through our dark night of the soul. But yeah, they can't receive it. I mean, I guess that makes it just so difficult because I'm sure with you as well, like when you're around family and people you care about, like you want to help and you want them to see things in a different way, but there's only so much that you can do if they're not even willing to be open to receiving that information? I think what's changed as for me personally, as I've evolved is my care level for the people around me. Awakening is pretty low, meaning like I don't, I don't expect anybody around me to do anything anymore. I don't care. I really don't. I'm just like, I wish everybody the highest timeline for the highest call of their own souls, whispers and shouts and things like that. But we are all given the opportunity to awaken and some of us take it and some of us don't. And I am completely in acceptance of that. So whether it's not, it's family or friends or pets or whatever, the quickest you can let go and evolve and come back to self, the more possibilities and probabilities are available to you. The emotional body and the hook that we have to our families, the fact that we don't just want to disappoint people, the fact that, you know, we really want, quote unquote, our families to come with us and things like that. I'm like, all of that is fine and good. But let me just offer you this question. Provided you were awakened and your family was awakened and you came into a fully awakened family, don't you think your life would be a hell of a lot different? Probably. So I'm kind of in the space now where I want to reconcile the hell out of everything that I can. I'm here to make the most out of this embodiment. I want everything to come up to karma neutral. I want to see how quickly I can evolve and move through patterns, how amazing my life can get. I want to call in the highest expression of myself at all times. And, and, and the bus is going, okay. The rocket is going. 
people are either going to get on the rocket or they're not going to get on the rocket. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm just not. And I've done it for too many lifetimes now. I've fallen into empathy. I've gone down. I've fixed people too much. I've thrown myself away in the process and I'm unwilling to do that now. And I kind of sort of don't care anymore who comes and who doesn't. I can move through the emotional bandwidth pretty quickly. And what happens is the people who are meant to come back into your life, come back into your life like that. Family, friends, people, places, things, all of it. You might have to separate out for a little while. And it takes a lot of courage to do that because you're going to get judgment and people who don't understand because they can't hear you, see you, recognize you. It doesn't matter. They pretty much haven't seen you, recognized you or validated you anyway. So what do you really have to lose? Because if they did recognize, value you, et cetera, you probably wouldn't need the level of work that you need. (laughs) You know what I mean? You probably wouldn't be at this place where you can't create the hell out of your life or you're not separate from yourself. If you were really seen and validated and acknowledged and your needs were met, you wouldn't be here questioning why things are the way that they are. And so I'm taking all of the things that my life has teed me up perfectly to experience and using them to accelerate the hell out of myself. And nothing is going to stop me. Not this lifetime. No, nothing is. Period. The end. So if people embrace that and they summon the courage, that courage over conformity component becomes a superpower. And people around you, family, friends, etc., will absolutely rise up to the occasion or they won't. And then you have to look at your reconciliation of your own guilt. And I'm like, well, what aspect of you is really guilty? Where's the guilt? Is that your guilt? Or is it, let's say, a mother's guilt or a father's guilt? Chances are it's not yours, but you've taken on the burden to carry that. And I'm like, no, not this lifetime. No way. (laughs) Here we go. But it takes a lot of courage to do that. But also I'll say in the beginning, people can't hear you. But what's cool is as you awaken, eventually people will around you will respect the hell out of you for what you're doing. And because you respect the hell out of you and you see yourself differently and you have a different value set and you're running more of your own chosen energy that is in complement to the biology that you're running, feminine energy, masculine energy, et cetera, people around you will change regardless. You will literally reflect the highest potential of who you are back to you. People can't gaslight you. People can't undermine you. They can't take up your power away unless you let them. So that's the idea of the process is, is tricky. It's tricky with the, uh, with evolution and family. It can be, but it's worth it to stand up for yourself and not eat shit like a lot of us have for a long time. That's very motivational and very inspiring. Do it. Y'all have nothing to lose. Y'all have nothing to lose. You already know what life has been like. (laughs) You know what I mean? You already know. That emotional connection is, I think, the tough one, that emotional connection you have with uh, family, friends, but you're right. You're 100% right in that at the end of the day, it is just you and you need to really look out for that and raise your frequency, I guess. And that takes me to my next question for your signature frequency. I think you talked about this in one of your TikToks a little while ago, and I found it very, very interesting that every single person has their own signature frequency. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's such a good segue. I totally forgot we had that question. I totally forgot I talked about that. I talk about this in the book and we absolutely do. Have you ever thought about how certain technologies come into this reality? QR codes, 
and CSS and JavaScript and HTML. Don't you think it's kind of interesting? Like how did code get created? Who created that? The code, it's because we live in a binary code system. We live in nothing but ones and zeros that create sequences. And it's all energy, frequency, sound, vibration. We know this through cymatics. There's new technologies that are coming out with surgeries, for example, that are all piezo-based. Piezo is like literally a frequency geometric expression. So let me, it's a little meta, but how are you going to be identified in the all that is if you don't have a body? You're essentially identified by a light, by patterned light. That light is information that gets carried on frequencies, gets carried on an energy. That actually starts to create shape, starts to create a form the more that frequency changes in resonance. So when we come down into this reality, it's very low vibrating, it's very dense. Everything is vibrating. It's just vibrating at very different rates. You think that you're made up of all of the bones and the things like that. And yes, the physical structure is incredibly complex and very evolved. And you are, but that's not all. All of those things have a sequence. That's what our genome is. Our genetics say that. And our own individual IP address is associated with one big Akashic for the collective. So where do all the memories go when you that are connected to your soul? How are those things aggregated? How are those located in the all that is? Right? If you're just energy and you compress everything in the universe down, it would fit into a sugar cube. So quantum mechanics is basically the study of quark particles, the smallest vibrating unit of measure. And we're literally made up of all these little bouncing, non-predictable, incredibly weird, and very spooky to understand in the science world because it doesn't, you can't predict the spin of an, of an atom or a quark. You can't. Basically, it's all possibility, probability in a state of superposition. So I say all of that because Yes, you think you're made up of all these things, but when you go down into the smallest unit of measure, it's a series of sequences. And your unique set of sequences is associated with one IP address or one signature, like a frequency signature. There was someone who messaged me about a doctor, ah, Dr. Ibram something. He talks about um, biogeometric signatures, which is very very similar. So higher consciousness mechanics works in geometry. When I start working on different dimensions, it literally becomes geometry. So you can look at it as a signature or an IP address, or you can look at it as geometric structures. Depends on your language sets and how you perceive information. I have different healers that I know that have very different language references and they see things very differently. I will see things more bottom line. It'll be in like a code level or I'll get an impression or I'll get a thread of information that will take me back into, you know, where this root origin pattern came from. It's programming language based the way that I operate, but people work very differently. You might go to a healer that's going to put you into like a dodectahedron shaped, you know, encapsulation and on a, you know, a plasma bed of something, and you'll have angels that will come in and do whatever on you. Like healers work very differently because they have different ways that they perceive their own information. But 
I get very curious about who, who invented the QR code and where did they get that information? That information came from somewhere, right? Who invented the IP address that's literally part of a internet base that connects to a wi- to, connects to Wi-Fi. It's literally telling you how this reality works in terms of being a simulation and more characters within it. So that IP address is associated with not only the physical form, but the memories of all the lifetimes that you've lived before. And there's loads and loads of, of science that I synthesize in the book to talk about how all this stuff works, but you really have to have an open mind to, to be able to see the connections. So I can see why people in the science, hard science community get really, really over, like they eye roll hard because there's so much skepticism about what the hell we're talking about. And I go, well, there's just been too much data <laughs> to show that what we're doing is the truth and what you guys are doing should be backing up what we see, not the other way around. So yeah, so when I tap into you guys, I'll just zoom in. I'll locate you literally like GP, like GPS. It's like a cosmic GPS. And I'll just tune in to the light that is you. And then it's literally a wave form. And then I'll start to decode the wave form in a different way using a different sensory perception because this is what we're doing. All we're doing is decoding information. And if you look at holography, which is literally the study of of how holograms come to pass, it's reference beams, which are just light, they're lasers that move through a two-dimensional object and they create a three-dimensional structure. That process is us. (laughs) That's what's really happening. Our light is creating our form. And we are singular and part of a collective that's creating our earth experience also. So really the as above, so below means so many different things as within, so without, but really whatever you're clearing, you're also not, you're also clearing for your own timeline in all directions and your, your lineage in all directions, but you're creating possibility, opportunity, and clearing for the collective as well. So it's not just the work that you're doing for yourself. You're clearing it for everyone and giving them a different possibility and probability as well. And that's the beautiful thing about this work. So we are truly individual. Our authenticity comes from how we resonate closer to that individual expression, that frequency signature. So as you awaken, your body will change. Your face will change. You're constantly evolving because you're clarifying more and more and more who you are at spirit level. And you're living out that potential in a body. So really it's about a way of locating you, locating you and storing all of these memories and records in a little signature that's constantly moving and evolving. Everything's constantly in motion, including you. That's why it's, this work is so crazy. So deciphering and decoding that is kind of the practice. And you can start to do that too. If you just close your eyes, see if you can start to read things. Like if you close your eyes, can you actually visualize the room that you're in? And there's lots of science around this too, where they have schools where they teach kids how to close their eyes and read books. And there's this new Wes Anderson film out called Henry Sugar, I think. And it, right. It's about that doctor who can't see anything. Yeah. He can't see anything. That's a thing. It's actually real. It's really, really real. It's very similar. It's very similar to the cultivation of this sixth sense. Like when you start to see through reality and perceive it differently, but you can navigate it with your eyes closed. That's that, that sensory perception is what we have available to us. But a lot of people who can see into the unseen, that's what we're perceiving. We're just strengthening that muscle. Yeah, that's really cool. And that film was so interesting because I saw it and I was like, I think this is what Tally does. And it was, yeah, it was really interesting. In a way, yeah. And it's, 
like yesterday's yesterday's sessions were so intense and the depth is changing just seeing a little bit faster picking up faster and just changing and evolving but my eyes literally hurt they physically hurt last night so it was like having jet lag and so i couldn't sleep i couldn't watch anything and i had to close them for a while to rest my eyes i had to rest the the screen for a while but i still saw what was going on in my house i still saw through it which is kind of a wild experience. But yeah, like I geek out on that stuff. Not a lot of people like on a Thursday or Friday night will be like, cool, I'm going to walk around my house with my eyes closed in a blindfold to see if I navigate my reality with no sight, right? Like (laughs) that kind of stuff like really makes me excited, right? Or I wonder what the binary code, you know, origin pattern is for Candida. That shit, I love it. But I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to remove my senses and then strengthen my other senses and then see if I can tap into the field to see what the origin is of the frequency signature of this. I mean, it's retarded. Like you have to really love this shit to, to, (laughs) to stay committed to it. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense, but it's really, for me, it's kind of exciting because it feels more like the truth. I feel like all we're seeing is one big fat illusion. So, but yeah. We absolutely have them, whether or not you refer to them to a biogeometry, a geometric structure, a biogeometric structure, or just let you can just say like basically an energy, an energy signature, frequency signature, but anyone can tap into you and who has access to it and they can just start perceiving the essence of who you are through that. And is that, and our signature is changing as well. So as we start to resonate higher, I guess, our, our signature changes. So you don't get like a new signature. Your signature is just associated with your different iterations that you're, up, you're upgrading to. So it's kind of like getting new software uploads all the time or software upgrades like on an Apple or getting a new iPhone. You're just constantly getting iOS. This is available to you now. iOS, this is available to you now. As you upgrade, you just get different software uh, access levels. You just clarify and you get different levels of information. So what, what are upgrades on an iOS system? Fixing bug issues, faster, right? Resolution, optimization, things like that. So you're constantly optimizing your potential in form. And that's being recorded in your frequency signature. So you can see in the frequency signature, I don't know, I used to build websites. So all of this makes like perfect sense to me, right? Because there's who add, like basically you can see who logged in, right? Oh, this person logged in and made these revisions. I'm asking people now, I was like, wait, have I worked on you before? Because this looks like my work. Because I can tell when I logged in to somebody's like back in basically, or somebody else did. Does that make sense? I was like, I can see you've had work. I don't see who's done it per se, but I can see that there's been changes to the interface of you, basically. That signature will have login records, very similar to how a website works. It's literally just like a website works. It's rendering an image, even with the way that we record. Sometimes we're on video, sometimes we're not. It takes time to render the image in clarity. So imagine the more that you awaken, all you're doing is clarifying how you see yourself and how other people see you. Like, I can't see you very well, Neha, right? Or I can't see somebody very well because it's really pixelated. That's essentially what pattern distortions do. 
you're very pixelated, you're very distorted, you're very separate from the purest expression of who you are, meaning your light is being refracted through a bunch of different filters and it's really scattered versus a spotlight that just goes boom on one particular area. The more you clarify that spotlight, the sharper you are, the more you're seen, the more you're recognized, the more you know influence you have, the, you know, the more magnetism. So it's really about clarifying your light in a physical form without there being distortion. So as you awaken, the rec- your frequency signature holds those records and those records go into the collective database. So you can tell if like so-and-so has reincarnated into this or so-and-so has, it's all available in those records, which is accessible through that IP address or that QR code, basically. Yeah. So do awaken people know their own signature frequency? Like, are you able to tell what yours is? Uh, it's a really good question. I've never been asked that before. No, like I don't know what my own codes are per se, because that's kind of the beauty of being human. I have to be in relationship with other people to see myself and get reflection, but I'm in a constant feedback loop. I don't know my own signature per se. Like I'm, you know, four, six, five, one, da, 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 da. But I see myself at spirit level. So that to me is a physical representation of who I am beyond infinite, my infinite self. Yeah, I don't have like a code per se. I'm sure I could get it. I've just never asked it. I was like, oh, what's my code? But I'll get numbers sometimes if I need it. So for me, it's just more important that I have that direct access to who I am and that I am constantly fed with information when I need it. And like I said, that feedback loop that I have with other people tells me where I'm at. Animals will tell me, nature will tell me, my actual flow will tell me. And it's more about maintaining my level of presence and resonance I guess I just haven't needed that information yet. But for example, like I know when I'm tapping into somebody else's frequency, I just know it. It's just there. It's immediately, it's telepathic and it's just immediate, right? And I can see this, 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 and this, but I don't necessarily have the exact like codes. Maybe because I either haven't asked or it just hasn't been important or I'm not supposed to. But like I said, I definitely see myself at spirit level and that's the only thing that's important to me. I was like, cool, that's who I am. So I hone in on that. I was like, it's less about the, the details of some of this stuff, but focus on honing into who you are at spirit level. See if you can start accessing and seeing yourself at that higher expression and then clarify that and live from that state. Like I want to live where her consciousness is from. She's epic. So I'm constantly pulling in another like expression of myself, a higher expression of myself. Like, can I hold this level of frequency? Can I hold this level of frequency? And then expanding from there. That's a really good question. I'm going to tune into that um, and say, you know, is it important to have somebody's individual IP number? Everybody has an IP signature. They all they all have a different IP address, but it's represent it's represented very differently for each person based on their level of consciousness, their level of resonance. It's represented in different forms based on people's levels of consciousness. So some people might be a geometric structure. Other people might be a denser light. Other people might be just a frequency. And then other people just might be, or just a consciousness or just a, an awareness. So it's, it changes based on the level of access you have. So I don't know. That's what I heard for now, but we'll see. More to be revealed. It's a very good question. I wanted to learn more about holding higher frequencies and how people can tap into that. 
how can people hold higher frequencies in their body? For starters, it starts with holding your present moment location in your body. What I mean by that is the more present you you stay, more you clear your old patterns, the more light you can hold in the in the form that you have. A lot of people can they want to leave, right? And they want to ascend, but there's really nothing to ascend to. The dimensions are all in. They're inside and then we expand out. So you go infinitely in to create more of an expression of who you are. So to hold the higher a higher level frequency is you practice staying in the present moment and holding if you go through like let's say uh, a super freak meditation and you feel really expansive or you feel really contracted, right? Like it will feel really really good for a couple of days and then you'll probably have some detox. Go back and listen to that meditation until you can hold the resonance of it longer. And that's how you know you start to bring in higher level frequencies of yourself. I have I push myself pretty a lot at spirit level, it's just who I am, because I'm kind of pushing my own parameters of space-time. How much can I expand into multiverses and still hold a single point of focus? If something, if you listen to a meditation and you can't maintain consciousness, or you fall asleep a lot, or you ping up in resonance and you're flying, that would be a good indicator that you've peaked into some higher resonances, that you are actually in a higher expression of yourself. So re-listen and train to that frequency. You want to train to that new ground. And then as you continue to expand, you can just ask your highest self to bring in a higher, the next version of you. And you'll start to probably feel really expansive, or you might have really expansive moments. Tune in to how that expansion feels and where you feel that expansion coming from. And then see if you can hold it. Really hold the present moment. It's truly all about presence. So the more you can let go, the less attached you feel you can become, the less you let your emotional body rule your life, less you care, right? The less all of these things, the more of you you can bring in. And then all that stuff works itself out. So it's a combination of things. One, things that push your, your space-time resonance. Some people that will be travel, doing something that scares them, taking a class that they've never taken before, learning something new, deep going deep into a meditation, something like this. Something that will expand your safety protocols, your safety measures, your 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 environment right now that where you feel safe, you want to expand your own physical parameters. Change like do something that scares you. That will change your capacity to take in more resonance because you're doing something counter to what the brain and the body knows. So challenging memory is a really great way to bring in more resonance, number one. Number two, holding the present moment as long as you can. So people who are out of their bodies a lot, that's why I was like, try some cold exposure because it's impossible not to be in your body when you jump into cold water. It's just impossible. You get in there and you're like, zoom, you're in there. And then you can just, those patterns just dislodge and they clear out. And then three, always ongoing, constantly revise and challenge your own patterns. Just get them out of your space call in the highest expression of you and think, you know, thank you so much, call in the highest expression. And then the frequencies of gratitude, altruism, love, joy, these things help tremendously. Frequency work, people like me, people who do energy work, who can boost you in resonance, hold, like get that boost and then hold that resonance by re-listening and training. And then you move on to the next. And then eventually you'll just be done. 
You're like, I don't need to listen to that again. I'm good. So there's been times along my way a lot where I would just fall asleep. I just fall asleep because your higher self is kicking the mind out of the way in order to get you to be more into the body and just allow the frequencies to kind of take over. So those would be some suggestions. And then you can, you can start having more conversation with your highest expression and you can drop into a meditation and just for a few minutes, ask your higher self to expand your awareness coming from the center of your heart and see what comes in. You'll probably feel less stressed, more relaxed. Breath work is another fantastic way to kick your mind out and expand your awareness. And then see once again, how long you can hold that point of zero in the body space without you leaving your body. So the idea is being in the body first and then expanding from there through the heart. Yeah, that's great. Really good information. Really, really good information. I just want to say, the last thing I want to say is that you mentioned about once you get that pinged after a meditation and how you just like get that boost. After your last uh, Medi on neurodivergence, that was two days ago. I don't know what you did there. <laughs> like you were doing some sort of surgery on everyone. But yesterday I was so present and I just felt so different. I felt like I was triggering a lot of people and I just couldn't understand why, which never happens because I'm always very aware. And I was just like, why, why are you mad? (laughs) You know? And I just didn't care. My light is so bright. They can't handle it. Yeah. And then so today I can feel a little bit of the lowering of it, but I'm going to go back and listen to it now that you've said that. Yeah. Re-listen to it and and just see how much, just entrain to it and train to it. And then you'll know, like, I, I can hold it. I got it. Boom. What's next? And then that's it. That's how you know you're leveling up. And it's really, really subtle. That meditation was insane. I never know what's going to happen, right? I just drop in and I'm in a conduit and I'm of service, but that was a special, that was a special one. There's been a, a handful of ones that have stuck out to me where I think the 5D one, the connection to your higher self and that neurodivergent call were special calls. There was some extra something, there's new technologies that came in for those calls that really, really humble me deeply. And just, I'm already very grateful to do this work and be a conduit, but there's those nights where I was like, damn, that was some good shit. That was one of them for sure. Yeah. After the session, I did just sit there for a while. I was literally, I could hear my daughter downstairs with my husband. I was like, I'm not going, I'm staying here and just staying in this energy for a little while. Yeah. It was amazing. Really good session. That's it. Hold that resonance. That's it. But that's who you are. That expansiveness, that just nothingness, but that safety, that deep sense of safety, that's truly who you are. And we kind of get lost in that. But we're not going to hold, you know, these higher states of awesomeness all the time. We're here to be in a feedback loop and learn. And that learning, what you're really learning is literally the space-time, the mechanics of space-time. And once you start to see this reality very differently, you can't unsee it. You just can't. The bravery comes in, are you willing to make the changes to root for yourself constantly as you change and evolve if people aren't changing with you? that's really where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people. So it's, um, it's a beautiful journey to be on and I'm happy to share it with you. Thank you. Me too. All right, y'all. That was an amazing podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you guys next week. And as always question everything, stay curious. And there's lots of goodies on the shop. So check that out too. Thanks so much for listening. You guys, please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.